Hi folks, and welcome to this bonus episode. Uh, in this episode, uh, Mike and I chat about a whole bunch of things. And this is one of those examples of, I happened to turn on the recording uh, device uh, before we started the formal podcast. So Mike and I often talk about all sorts of things, um, kind of off air, but I decided this time to record it. So uh, it's not about entrepreneurship, it's not about sailing. Um, but it's about family and life, uh, the economy, um, both here in the United States and in Germany. We talk a little bit about the January 6th hearings, uh, some politics, and what's going on in the world of energy, uh, both, again, uh, here in the United States and in Germany. So it's a bonus episode. Uh, if you like that kind of stuff, keep listening. If you don't, uh, just turn it off and go on to the normal episodes that you listen to. Either way, thanks for listening. And uh, if you do like this uh, type of episode, let us know. Uh, we always have these conversations and uh, we can record them more often. Thanks. And now let's dive into the conversation Mike and I had. Too many open windows. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's easy to do. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just got to close everything. I do it on my phone, too. I just shut everything down. I you know, actually you... do it every I have to do it every day. I have so much stuff. Yeah. And it creates so many conflicts and problems that I just get in the habit is in the morning, I turn everything off, turn it back on again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just thinking about how in the old days, you know, when you had your computer at work, you went home, you shut down, and then in the morning you powered back up. So it automatically sort of, you know, was that way. But now with the phone, you just leave it on and on and on and stuff stuff somehow mysteriously adds up or does something and sometimes stuff stops working. Yeah. Yeah. And even with the computer, you know, the the um the sleep function is kind of magical, right? You close it and then you open it up again, and everything starts, but you run into this whole well, it's it's magical and it's mystical. Uh, <laughs> it's all very odd. Yeah. All right. So your trips were good. You did twice, right? Since the last time. Yeah. 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 I've been out on the boat a fair amount. I'm leaving uh, Friday, going out for a few days. I'm going out solo on Friday. So that'll be good. Nice. And then for the month of August, we'll be there like three weeks solid. We got nice. various nice. different family members coming and going and et cetera. So, yeah, it'll be great. Good. Very and nice. everybody's doing okay? Yeah. The kids? The everybody's good. No one's sick. Everyone's healthy. You know, COVID sort of seems to be coming and going and ebbing and flowing. It's like the tide now, you know, sort of like mm -hmm. decreases and then sort of comes back a little bit and then it decreases and it comes back a little bit. But it's um, always there. But it's always there. Yeah, that's that's fine. I, I'm vaccinated and double boosted. So I've got all the all the shots that I can get. And so far, knock on wood, I haven't gotten it as far as I know. Um, everyone else in the family's had it, but yeah. I have, I have somehow dodged that bullet. Um, so yeah. And everybody's good. managing in the heat. Okay. All right. Still, well, you look like you got a, you're bundled up a little bit this morning. Uh, cool I, I, 
It is. It's cool this morning. It's in the seventies. So yeah, I'm wearing just a golf shirt. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Gas prices are dropping. What is it these uh, days? Uh, it's in the mid fours now, down to four forty nine, four thirty nine, you know, something like that. So the high around here was just around five bucks. So it's dropped down, and um, yeah, so that's all right. The uh, that's still it's that that whole that whole thing is un, unclear. You know what's going to happen, other than you know over the long term everything's going to go up, and the car industry is still in a in a tizzy because of part shortages, et cetera. And um, and the oil yeah. companies will still make lots of money. That's yeah, another they, given, right? They they're going to make their profit do. no matter what. Huh? But you you know I think I think part of here here's part, I think of a, a a contribution to all of these these wild price swings is is all the speculation, right? That the 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 price is actually controlled by futures, right? Markets. Yes, yeah, it has nothing to do with how much the the gas right. in that pump costs to extract. Zero. That's right. right. That's right. It all has to do with futures markets. And you can imagine that if you have a tanker full of oil <laughs> and prices are going up, you're you're going to let that tanker sit on anchor. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then when prices start falling, you're going to want to pump it out. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's all and it's all driven by futures markets. And I, I think the whole notion of future markets is fundamentally a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about economics, but it doesn't seem to me that there's any sort of real upside to a futures market. No, it's not real supply and demand. It's a it's a false right. signal, right? And right. we talk about okay, markets work when the information is accurate and transparent, and this is neither. That's right. And is there that's any right. other product that you can think of that's priced almost solely on futures rather than actual supply and demand? Oh well, a lot of the farmer stuff, a lot of grains. So a lot of farmers yeah. do these contracts, right? So, I mean, that's how it started was it's Chicago, whatever yeah, it was mercantile called. exchange. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I think that's its foundation. And a lot of it was for farmers could lock in a price for their corn or they could lock in a price for their, their soybeans. And, and then they knew they were okay. Um, and some would and some wouldn't. But now these, I think all of these things are controlled by, you know, a small handful of folks. Yeah. Because I mean, with, with that, though, it's not the wild fluctuation. It's like, okay, uh, well, it's, it's fluctuating, but it's like, okay, I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you these, this bushel of corn for $2.17. And all right, it doesn't have anything to do with the price. But with oil, it goes up and down on the corner. You know what I mean, right? And it doesn't right. have anything to do with the actual contract price of the oil. I don't think, does it? I don't think so, because it's third. It's third parties, right? Somebody third selling price. the oil to somebody to re then reselling it, think. and then reselling it, and reselling it, and it's all about speculating and and another form of gambling. Yeah, I think if we pulled that thread, that's what we would get to. That it actually isn't even tied to a contract. It's just it's just purely speculation. Right. I think, and I could be wrong. I'm not an expert right. on this. And, and, you know, wheat prices are, you have what, two wheat crops a year? <laughs> it's exactly. not, it's not every continuous. day. <laughs> right. It's not a continuous process. This is a continuous flow or it's right. mostly continuous flow. You know, the, there's the refinery level and that's, I think that's where a lot of it, you know, it's, 
there's multiple levels too, right? Because, okay, it's the extraction. Okay, they extract it and there's a price there and then they ship it and that there's some variability there in the shipping costs. And then there's the refining, right? And that's where I think the real bottleneck, there's a whole other layer of bottlenecks, right? And each state has its own refinery because they have special rules, right? Like New York has special rules and they use that to artificially constrain demand or supply rather. So yeah. there's 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 a lot of weird shit going on. <laughs> there sure is. There sure is. And it's follow the money trail, and I think you'll figure it out. Yeah. Wild. So that's that's interesting. Have you been paying attention at all to all the the televised January six hearings, or you've just ignored that? Uh, I've pretty much ignored it. Um. So my number one premise is give me one example of anything productive or concrete that has come out of any, any congressional hearing. <laughs> there isn't any. A lot of posturing. Right. It, give me one example of anything concrete that's come out of a congressional hearing. Yep. Right. And, and I think the mistake they made with this is it's so partisan. The committee is so partisan, right? I mean, they call it a bipartisan committee, but it's not because the Republicans nominated four people for the committee. All four were rejected. And then Pelosi picked the two Republicans that are on the committee. So I, I think they're hurting themselves by making it so partisan because I think it would be a lot more effective if they did have some cross-examination, I'll call it, right? More, more theater, more theatrics, <laughs> more circus, right? But I think the committee's findings would have more credibility to a certain segment of the population, right? There's a 20% that are gonna believe whatever's said, there's the 20% that are gonna ignore whatever's said, and then there's that 60% in the middle. And that's and that's the ball that you can move. And and I think they're sort of hurting themselves by not making it a little more balanced and allowing people to challenge witnesses and allowing people to do that. Um, so, you know, so that's what was good about. I mean, you know, I'm just old enough to remember Watergate. Right. And Watergate at least came across as a truly. Yeah, but remember, you know, the, the thing that sealed Watergate was the special prosecutor. It mm -hmm. wasn't the congressional the hearings. Congressional hearings. Right. It was the special prosecutor. Right. That we don't have. Right. It was Archibald Cox. Right. It was right. Archibald Cox. Right. Right. And and I think, you know, look, Trump clearly did a lot of things he shouldn't have done. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. That's clear to me. <laughs> right. And his 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 goose is cooked. In, in my eyes, that's it. He's done. He's over. He's over. And, and I, and I also think that, you know, they're clearly dragging this congressional hearing out as long as they can for political value to get it as close to the November elections as possible. Just wait. Right? I mean, it's already, they're taking the month of August off, right? The next ones are going to be in September and, and you wait, right? That, and, and I'm just, I'm just waiting for what the huge bombshells will be that get on October 25th or whatever. Right, right. Right. And, you know, I was thinking about this, 
with voting, when vote when when basically when ninety nine percent of the votes were done on November seventh or whatever election day. Right. But now they're already starting in some places. I think. Right. right? So you you knew when to let you knew when to, to drop the bomb right. on your opponent. Right. It was like you know four or five days before the election. Right. You dropped the big. Right. And the news cycles were slower too. Right. Right. So you, you did it four or five days before the election. You dropped the bomb on your opponent, and you got maximum impact. Now, now with voting spread out over a month or two, when do you drop the bomb? Right. And and maybe it's better. You know what I mean, right? You can't. Well, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's less because yeah, I mean, right? There was all that in the last election or two elections ago. I guess with with Hillary, right? And there was all the email stuff at the end, and everything was all timed for right. maximum uh, in cap, and you didn't have time to actually work through was this true or right. not true, and right, right. what are the different perspectives, and from both sides, right? Yeah, I mean they 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 all do that, right? That's mm -hmm. just that's just been standard operating procedure, <laughs> right? right. Inter interfere with <laughs> interfere with the actual people's think being thoughtful and rational voters, you know? Right, right, which sucks. Yeah, but the if hopefully one good thing that came out, you know, again, there's been these two small, and I didn't watch any of the hearings, zero, not one minute of it. Um, but I, you know, they did the gun safety law, Senate did right, and they yeah. did the voting, um, the voting rules. Right. Yep. And again, these aren't perfect pieces of legislation by any means, but it's the first time in a while that we've actually seen some sort of compromise and at least some legislation happening. And you and I were talking about this with the Supreme Court stuff as it's forcing maybe this is forcing the the Congress to actually pass some laws. But I'm not hopeful in the long term, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we and we've gotten to. And this is at all levels because it happens at the state level. It's happening at the city level here too. Uh, the the executive branch has has now embraced the executive order, <laughs> right? Which which is goes contrary to the whole de democratic process. It, we're we're not an autocracy, <laughs> right? Right. But now we're starting to behave like one because Pass all these the decisions. Right. They won't, right. Nobody will pass a law. They can't compromise. Right. Right. And and so so, you know, the executive branch is doing all these executive orders and, you know, they, they just extended the governor's executive powers here because of covid. Covid's a, it's it's gone. Man. <laughs> right. I mean, it's there, but it's not creating an emergency. Right. Right. I right. mean, that, yes. if the hospitals fill up again, and if right, there's huge economic right, right. tidal wave. Sure, but there isn't any. <laughs> but she she extended her executive powers for another you know sixty days because of, because of right. this one and a half percent increase in COVID cases, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's and and it's just <sighs> I don't know. I I think I think that um, as we've talked before, the the whole the process is broken, and and until we fix that. And then I think until we take the money out of the game, we won't fix yeah. it. And we won't take the money out of the game <laughs> because that's, that's, that's the whole reason they're in the game. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So how, what's going on with uh, gas prices over there? I saw that Russia 
decreased or increased or did something to their gas flow? So, yeah, so I actually don't know what gas prices are here right now. I could look it up um, but for gasoline. But the what Russia did, has been doing the last two, two three weeks is, so the natural gas that flows through yes. this Nord Stream pipeline, that's yes. been cut off 80%. It's just, I think, at 20% now. Uh, let's see, gas prices in NRV. Uh, let's see, fuel prices currently here. What's today's date? Is this the right date? Uh, 180 uh, in Germany per liter, and it's about parity at par at par now, one one euro to one dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, so times four is uh, it's about down to about 750 a gallon. Yeah. So that's that's down here too. But natural gas will have a bigger impact, right? Because it's a lot of stuff is heated and power generation, et cetera, right? So, yeah. So natural gas, that's where the squeeze. So we also buy oil from Russia, but it's a smaller chunk of the whole. And um, and again, the pricing is the same as in the U.S. It's actually not related. So as far as I can tell. Um, so natural gas, so right now, it's, so it's really seasonal natural gas usage. So there's industrial usage and residential usage, and there's almost no residential usage in the summer, um, but lots in the winter as a lot of people heat their houses with natural yeah. gas. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but in industry, industrial is a much bigger customer than residential. So, um, so they've cut the supply. They haven't started, needed to start rationing um, yet for companies, but the the kind of the labor minister, the, the economic ministers have warned that they have a plan in place to start rationing natural gas this winter to companies and that they should plan on um, on that happening. So the prices would be high and they also might not, they have to might go two days a week without, yeah. without natural gas because they want to prioritize people being able to heat their homes. Sure. Um, and, the way heating works here, it's, I think I think I remember in, in New York, it was similar. They couldn't raise the rates on a monthly basis. You could only raise the rate annually um, for for it depend. Like my oil when I had in Potsdam, I had an oil tank and that was a spot price. But I think the last I guess it was when I lived in um, D.C., we had natural gas and it was like a yearly contract and they didn't raise the the price month to month. So here's the same way, and we're actually, so for us, we're heated by the municipal hot water. So they burn trash. Um, and I think there might be a little natural gas that sometimes they use just as backup in case the trash that comes in isn't, you know, there's a disruption. Um, so our electricity rates, they said, have already indicated they'll go up at the end of the contract, which is in October, 20%. Um, but that's the first increase that we've had since this whole thing started. Um, so electricity rates up 20%, right? Gasoline looks like it came back down in the last couple of weeks, like it did in the US. Natural gas prices will be at least 30 to 40% higher is what they're telling people to get ready for. And um, 
everybody's being asked to keep things already plan on temperatures colder bundle up fewer hot showers things like that that's going to be a cold winter and a tough winter um yeah which is which is interesting and people here are like yeah it sucks but okay i mean they would live you know these are these are people that lived through world war well right. their parents lived through world war ii and there's right. enough people still that remember that even in the 50s and early 60s when things were economically right. tough here right um, oh so yeah people your your age didn't live through the war necessarily but they lived through the re reconstruction well, particularly in east east germany right mm -hmm. Yeah, that was up until, and it was that way exactly. It was up in that way until the nineties yeah. in the east. Yeah. So, so are you are you in east or west? Are you in the old east or west? west? Oh, now, okay. Now we're almost as far west as you can get. So, right. we're on the western edge. Mm -hmm. Um. So we're pretty near Bonn, which was the capital of the old west. So we're a lot closer to Bonn than we are to Berlin. Got it. Got it. It's you'd have to drive. Probably three hours due east to get to the former the DDR from here, two and a half or three hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good. So yeah, so that's the scoop here. So politically, people are not really satisfied with our government. Um, oh, they're talking about reopening. So you know, I think I talked about this with you before. Was you know we made this decision to shut down the nuclear yeah. factories after yeah. uh, the nuclear plants after Fukushima. Um, and the Green Party, which is now in control of uh, part of the controlling um, um, uh, coalition, um, you know, they built their political reputation on that. But now they're actually talking and they said, well, you know what? We got a bigger problem now. And we've created this problem of dependency on fossil fuels from Russia um, and maybe taking some of these nuclear reactors out of mothballs and starting them up again um, on a limited basis, right, is the right yeah. way. To move forward so that's really fast i don't know if they'll do it or not but it's just fascinating yeah. to hear that conversation but yeah otherwise school is um is out i still have just a shitload of grading to do and it's a little overwhelming but we're going to go on vacation next week uh up to the baltic sea and yeah work is under control um you know i don't complain because it's a good job as you well know yes um, <laughs> But let's see. Yes. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's all I know. All right. Shall we uh, jump in? Sure. All right. Hey, thanks for listening till the end of this one. I know uh, it's not the normal thing that we do, but it gives you a little insight to uh, Mike and I and sort of how we think and some of the things we chat about uh, when we're just uh, chatting with each other. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, drop us a line. So until next time, signing off from upstate New York. See you soon.